Any Swifties out there listening tonight, Taylor Swift fans, it is the hottest ticket around, the hottest ticket in a long time on both sides of the border. Taylor Swift is heading out on her Eras tour next year. No Canadian dates so far. Lots of American ones, lots of Canadians looking to get tickets for those ones. Um, Pre-sale tickets went up earlier this week, and they led to, quote, historically unprecedented demand. Two million tickets sold. The most ever sold for one artist in a single day, but the whole thing was chaos. So lots of angry fans, many of whom waited for hours on the ticketing site, many of whom never were even able to get that far. A lot of them left empty-handed. Questions remained about who actually got tickets. Here's one disappointed Swifty. I don't understand how Ticketmaster is still in business. I don't understand how this company runs at all. How are they? They're under investigation now, just now. Oh, I'm getting DMs all day long about how this happens all the time. Oh, welcome to your first rodeo with Ticketmaster, blah, blah, blah. I'm not a concert person normally. This is really my first rodeo. What are we doing? I'm losing my mind. It's just unfair. It's unfair for everybody that so many people are going to have to pay or are going to be tricked into paying 12 times the amount of money they would do it just to see a concert because they feel like they have to. (laughs) Yeah, people are upset. Um, It was such a disaster that Ticketmaster halted public ticket sales that were supposed to start today. There's just too much demand. The whole thing's been a nightmare. So it's resurrected all these questions about Ticketmaster holding too much power. Of course, they're merged with Live Nation. Um, Today, Taylor Swift broke her silence to slam Ticketmaster for the chaos. She said, it's truly amazing that 2.4 million people got tickets, but it really... uh, uh, Pees me off that a lot of them feel like they went through several bear attacks to get them. Here's a report on that. We haven't heard from Taylor Swift since Tuesday's chaotic presales for her upcoming tour and the canceling of general ticket sales Friday. Swift now out with a post on Instagram making it clear she's not happy and saying she trusted Ticketmaster to handle things and they failed her and let her fans down. She says she asked multiple times if they could handle this kind of demand and they assured her that they could. And she hates that fans felt like they had to go through several bear attacks to get tickets. Swift says she's trying to figure out how the situation can be improved going forward. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. Well, speaking of someone who survived the bear attacks, our own Talia Miller, technical producer, has her tickets to the show at Lumen Field in Seattle uh, coming up next uh, summer. I guess it is late spring. Yeah. Uh, how did you get? How did you get them? A miracle, clearly. Um, we w- there's five of us in my group, and only one of us got a presale t- uh, code. And that person was able to somehow get us tickets. Did it take a long, once they got the presale, because I guess a lot of the complaints were people, even people had presale codes were having trouble getting tickets once they were in. My knowledge is we had no issues. We all have a group chat. So there was constant updates of when we were in the queue, when we entered and when tickets were secure. And I think it took a total of like 30 to 45 minutes for us to like go through that entire process. That's not bad. How much are they? Because I know there was there was different pricing there, right? We paid 180 Canadian for our tickets, and wow. we're in the nosebleeds, but we're really close to the stage from the looks of it. Still, you know, right now, if you go onto the resale mm-hmm. uh, market, those are those are selling for like for thousands. Oh, yeah. The ones on the floor are selling for a ton. Have you looked? I have, but I'm also scared to like look at that because I'm, I'm kind of tempted, Ben. 
she she's a really? wonderful performer. I've never seen her live, so for a one You're time, not sell those tickets. <laughs> I would never sell those tickets. But You're you know, YOLO, you you only live once. So if it was True. ten thousand to see her once and have the best performance ever, I might consider it. Yeah. You could buy yourself a bottle of wine, put put on her CDs and <laughs> kick your feet up and sell those tickets. Talia, you're one of the lucky ones. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Talia Miller, a technical producer, will be going to Lumen Field next, uh, next summer uh, to see Taylor Swift on one of the two nights she's in Seattle. Joining me now with more, this is David Silberman. He's a professor of marketing at the Rotman School of Management at the University of Toronto. Thanks so much for your time. No problem. Glad to be here. So this is what, I mean, Ticketmaster really are the punching bag. I guess that's what happens when you have a monopoly. Uh, do you think this is fair criticism in this case, or is there more than meets the eye here? Well, I think anytime you have a problem like this, the organization is going to be criticized. But, um, you know, you have probably one of the most popular artists in the world who hasn't been on concert in concert for five years you probably have a level of demand that's, you know, 9, 10, 15 times the normal level of demand that Ticketmaster would have to process in a day. And just like anything, um, our sites, websites, our transportation links, trains, planes, automobiles, everything has capacity. And I think that's what we've run into here. Yeah. I mean, what do you make of you know, the, this idea that the monopoly is the problem, because certainly, I mean, right across the, the political aisle this week in the States, at least, there seemed to be this this idea that uh, the Ticketmaster somehow is a nefarious, a nefarious organization. Well, it's interesting. I mean, listen, I mean, I think anybody who is in business like me doesn't like monopolies, because I think we always benefit from competition, if not um, from better service, at least from better prices because companies want to compete with each other and that competition results in better prices. So I think there is a bit of an issue in this particular domain with too much power for Ticketmaster. But I think the real issue here too has been the level of service that's being provided. And we definitely have competitive industries where there are also service problems. And we had that this summer in our telecommunications sector where you've got right. three major companies and Rogers was down for a day and a half and create, created huge havoc for many Canadians. So I think sometimes these service outages happen independent of whether you're a monopoly or whether you're in a competitive industry. So I see these really as being two different issues, but I definitely would like to see more competition in online ticket distribution. I don't think we benefit from having so much power in the hands of one company. Yeah, and I guess there's also a psychological aspect here. It used to be if you saw people camping out for tickets back in the old good old days, the bad old days, you knew what the lineup looked like, right, before you got there. And, of course, the tickets would magically disappear pretty quickly anyway. But these days, I guess everyone's sitting there, and you can't really tell what exactly the queue looks like. So it leaves, I mean, clearly not everyone was going to get tickets to see Taylor Swift, right? That was, as you pointed out, massive demand, limited supply. Um, but it... It's a wonder, you know, I was thinking about this today. I was looking at images from the James Webb telescope and thinking, how can we not get ticketing right again still? Yeah, you're right. I get that. I mean, I think on the one hand, you have experiences like your technical director's story, which, to be honest with you, sounds pretty good. 35 yep. to 40 minutes, you got a code and you have your tickets like that's pretty good. In fact, most people say that would be a lot better than going and standing in line outside of a stadium for seven hours to get tickets. 
I agree. But I think the real yeah. issue here is that there's technical challenges that really need to be addressed in this domain. The first is, and I think you really made a very good point, which is if you actually have an idea of how long you're going to wait, how many people are in the queue ahead of you, and how many tickets are available, people could plan their time better. I think this is one of the areas where this online ticketing could really technically provide a better service to customers by giving them more information. When you know, I mean, we have this, when you sort of call certain places, sometimes you're put on hold and you have no idea how long you're going to take. And some of the more advanced um, uh, service lines that you call say, we believe that your call will be answered in about 54 minutes. And some of them even give you a chance to call you. They will call you back. So technology can definitely, you know, address many of the concerns that we have uh, with respect to um, this whole issue of, of waiting. And I think that that's sort of one of the things that people would, would really like to see. So technical advances that help to make the actual process um, more customer-friendly. Yeah. What about the notion of selling tickets, you know, a bit like airline tickets that, you know, you could, you could solve a lot of this by just having a lottery, letting everyone, whoever gets chosen, gets chosen, and you can't resell the tickets. They're yours. Uh, I, I suppose that probably violates a bunch of things, but it would solve some of the issues, especially for these super, these real in-demand ones. Yes, I think, so you, you raise another point. I think it's really hard um, in our economy, which is a free market economy, to tell somebody if they own something, they can't resell it. I mean, I think that we're going down a different path there. But I think one of the real problems that we have, and this gets back to this technical issue, and this is another dimension. So um, from my um, research of this topic, Ticketmaster does limit the amount that a single person can buy to six tickets. One of the main reasons you do that is because if you're a reseller, what you would go in and instead of buying six tickets, you'd buy 60 tickets. And then by arbitrage, you can make a lot of money. So they try to limit this to six tickets, which sounds good, except for the technical problem is that these large resellers have developed bots. And what the bots do is they pretend like they're one person. And so you have like a thousand bots all buying six tickets. And sure enough, you've got 6,000 tickets. And I think one of the problems that these websites have is they haven't yet figured out how to distinguish a bot from a real person. So this to me, once again, is a technical issue. I think we're still in the early stages of this technology. And I think, you know, as we move move on in time, you're going to see better, better service and better performance. And one of the main things will be bot identification and sites that basically don't let bots do buying of tickets. Do you think this one may actually be the one that, that leads to some change in the business? I guess what I would say is I think that changes like this tend to happen gradually as opposed to in one fell swoop especially when it comes to dealing with technical challenges. So my feeling is that this probably gives some impetus to Ticketmaster to improve their service. I think you are going to see improvements. But I think as well, I don't think the press about them having excessive market power, they're going to be looking perhaps to put extra effort into fixing this. Because if something like this happened again, I think you may find – regulators and politicians starting to get interested in doing something, and that's probably not what they want to have happen. Is there much that that can be done? 
Well, as I said before, I think there's a, you know, a number of aspects. One is the technical uh, capacity of the system. Another thing is how customer-friendly it is in terms of letting people know how long they have to wait, where they are in the queue, and how many tickets are left. A second thing might be um, how they manage bots. And on top of that, I think, I mean, there's a lot of people that have concern about dynamic pricing, but I don't think that's going to be going away. I think that's something that's going to be here to stay independent of whether you have Ticketmaster or even competitive companies that are offering tickets for sale. Yeah, dynamic pricing is a bit like surge pricing for uh, for ride sharing, right? Demand dictates Absolutely. how much you're going to pay. I met politicians too. Like, I mean, is there is it conceivable that there would be a breakup of a monopoly, for instance? Well, certainly we've seen that. We've seen that sort of um, not in the recent past, but certainly if you go back in history, we've seen breakup of um, oil monopolies and tobacco monopolies because they're seen to not be in the interest of the public. And also we've seen mergers that have been blocked. In fact, right now in Canada, we're seeing some pretty heavy scrutiny being given to the Rogers-Shaw merger because people believe that that might create excessive market power. I mean, I think obviously Ticketmaster is more of an American institution. So Mm -hmm. this is perhaps more of an American than a Canadian issue. But I think that this is the sort of problem which gives one pause and makes the regulators think about whether or not the form of distribution that is actually being engaged in by most of the major entertainers that have concerts across the United States, the most of all of them are using Ticketmaster. And is this the best way of doing things? Or would we be better served by having at least two or even three companies that we could actually go to to buy these tickets? I think it's a very interesting question, and it'll be interesting to see um, where politicians and where the justice system end up on this after what's happened with the Taylor Swift uh, concert. Yeah, there was a bit of uh, back and forth on that one today where Ticketmaster was saying that they were selected and uh, Taylor Swift's people were saying, well, we really had no choice because any of the venues or most of the major venues, she'd be playing obviously major venues across the country, football stadiums and such, um, have exclusive contracts. I mean, they they have exclusive deals with Ticketmaster to sell tickets. So there was no choice there. So that might lead to something as well. It's hard to tell these days. There's been a lot of talk, especially with this one and the resale value of the tickets about where scalping sits. You talked about the bots earlier earlier. Um, do you get the sense that that is still a big problem here, that the idea that we don't know who's getting these tickets and that the system is gamed against the average fan uh, is still very much, I mean, this has been talked about again, back to the days where people used to sleep outside for tickets, right? But, um, you know, do you get the sense that with technology, that is still happening? Well, it certainly seems like there's a significant number of tickets available on the secondary selling websites. Uh, like StubHub, and that to me means that while there may be individuals, for example, like your technical director who's decided, hey, I can actually get a lot of money so they can go and sell their ticket on StubHub, the fact that there's a high availability of tickets on these secondary websites suggests that there was a lot of what you would call scalpers that were buying the tickets originally. And obviously, um, something that's something that Ticketmaster wants to try to prevent because it's very frustrating for the people that want to actually buy the tickets. Um, as I said before, I think it's the sort of thing that it's really hard in the middle of the problem to be able to reach a conclusion. But 
you know, you're going to have an analysis of how many tickets were available on the secondary websites, how many tickets were actually sold, what percentage of them were resold. And that way you can actually quantify the degree to which it's a problem. And I haven't yet seen any analysis on that, but that's something for sure I'd want to look at if I was running Ticketmaster and trying to understand whether it really is a serious problem. Yeah, because uh, there has been some, you know, some accusations, of course, the Ticketmaster actually makes makes money off the resales, right? So it's making money twice. <laughs> There's, uh, I don't know that to be 100% true, by the way. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to know what, what's, what, what exactly is going on. And that's one of the reasons that we probably want to sort of spend some time. And there's going to be people that are very interested in learning more about this. Um, I think from the perspective of Ticketmaster, obviously, the more negative publicity they get, whether it's from them potentially earning tickets for ticket, from tickets that are resold, whether it's from people that waited for 12 hours, even though they, for example, had an advanced buying code and then didn't get tickets, or whether it's people that just simply were to, you know, had the idea that they'd be able to wait and buy tickets and never got tickets. These are things that doesn't help Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster needs to also worry about its own reputation. David Soberman, we'll leave it at that. Thank you so much for your time on this Friday night. No problem. It was my pleasure.